Welcome to We Like That Podcast. Because we like that. All right, on this week's That Happened, uh, apparently the Air National Guard just needs to stop. Like they are, they're taking hits from left and right. First, it was the Air National Guardsmen that leaked confidential documents onto a Discord server for clout. Idiot. Now we have another National Guard, Air National Guardsman, who signed up on a joke parody hitman site to kill people for money. Bigger idiot. Just He's part of the Tennessee National Guard. His name is Josiah Ernesto Garcia. And basically he came, he came across a website called www.rentahitman.com and thought it was a real website. If that don't sound fake, I don't know what does. It was created back in 2005, initially to advertise a cybersecurity startup, but it, that company failed. And the the site received inquiries about contract killings regularly. So the administrator for the site decided to make it a parody page. The, the website is still active. Apparently people don't know what parody means. Uh, I don't think it says parody on it, though, is the thing. So, uh, but, so this young man came across it and applied to become a hitman. He submitted additional identification documents and a resume, I feel unprompted, um, to indicate that he was with the Air National Guard since July of 2021. And he earned the nickname Reaper from his military service and expert marksmanship. So he started communicating with somebody allegedly connected to the website to kill a person for five grand. Uh, the person he was talking to turned out to be an undercover FBI agent who then met Garcia at a park in Tennessee uh, this past couple of Wednesdays ago, I think, and gave him materials about a fictional target, including photographs, as well as a 2500 down payment. Garcia agreed to the terms of the hit and then allegedly asked if he needed to provide a photo of the dead body, where then he was promptly arrested by FBI agents. And then when investigators searched his home, they found an AR-style rifle. Um, yeah. So, oh, and then also, the guards, Air National Guard, lost their recent intelligence mission uh, that they had been working on due to the leaks from the previous one. But I'm sure this latest adventure is not going to help them with IG investigating them right now. Thoughts, Calvin? I don't know why him shooting at targets made him think he can, he's now like a trained assassin. He is 21. He's an idiot. First of all, he's an Air National Guard. They don't do shit. Okay. I I know it's a little different for you as somebody who served during an active war. So these young men aren't serving during an active war, right? But they feel like this adds to their self-esteem by saying they're good at these trainings that they have to do. Javon. No one is shooting back, number one. Number two, it's a standstill target. I understand that. However, they're still like, I'm getting these high marks in a military setting. It must mean something, right? I watch TV. absolutely nothing. Well, so this guy thought it meant something. He said he was trying to get money to help support his family. I don't know why he was like, hitman. That's what I need to do. I watched all the Jason Bourne movies. I know how to do this. This dude is in the Air National Guard. He's not even in the real service. <laughs> it's all real service. And all of a sudden he thinks, I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm a trained killer. 
I I just find it interesting that this like, is, but both of these gentlemen were in their young twenties, and both Air National Guardsmen. What's happening at the Air National Guard that these guys are like, yeah, like yeah. if he was a trained killer, they would send him a job mm-hmm. via a website. Yeah, everybody knows that contract killers get their jobs off of a www dot website. Everybody knows that, Calvin, except for you apparently. And you just make open transactions to get caught by the police on these websites. Everyone knows that. Everyone then, knows it. And then you meet in a park. Unprompted, you send them your identification and your resume. And you sit down and talk well. in a park. What do you think his resume consisted of as a, for a hitman? What do you think he put on that resume? I've been able to hit the I've bullseye. Been, I've and been killing numerous, squirrels since no, 16. I've, no, I've been hitting numerous bullseyes on numerous targets during my practice. That's it. For my Air National Guard training. Therefore, I think I can take a life for you. For the right amount. I also, every once in a while, go sit in a building where I have to just sit there. I have very, very good patient skills of sitting like a ninja. Not like a ninja. Yeah, like a ninja. Wow. It's just, uh, yeah, what is happening with the Air National Guard, though, is just my, my question. Like, what? Is going on there? Everything okay? Everything good? They're not sending us at their best. Listen. Oh, I also wanted to touch on um, Tasha's current run in interviews right now. So Tasha, Latasha, or Latoka, if you're listening to my husband. Um, it's Tucha. Oh, I'm sorry, Tucha. of SWV and Escape R and B Queens of R and B fame has been going around talking about how uh, between Mona Scott and Candy, these people set out to make her a prime villain. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. That sounds like something Candy would do. (laughs) Now I'm really going back and diving into Candy and her stints on Housewives of Atlanta. That's something she would do. Okay, but here's my thing. Do you, even if it was Candy's ploy, do you think it was just coincidence she came across fantastic fodder for it between the money deals tasha's secret solo situation look, the cheating look, allegations look, tasha has a point everyone has a point okay now that doesn't mean your point is 100 valid right she has a point uh-huh. mona scott did set up to get as much mess as you can now she made it easy for her so my, here's my but, other question. Mona Scott has been doing these productions for years. Everybody for thinks when they years. get involved, it's not going to affect them. They can, they just want the fame. They don't think nothing's going to come about it or Except come with it. Except that Tasha did this once before with the other reality show with with Escape. Everybody, for some reason, people think that things going to be different the second time. The second time I just around. find it mind-blowing how many passes you're giving Latasha. <laughs> I'm not giving, giving her a pass. Her a lot of passes. She, it's not her fault. Her husband probably didn't tell her. It's not her fault. Mona Scott goes out of her way to I, make people's lives The messy. only thing I blame Tasha for is mar- marry, marrying, marrying such stupidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interessante. Interessante. And for, I'm just saying she knew ahead of time. She knew what she was getting into. She knew what her relationship was like with the other ladies. Yeah. She just thought it was going to be that. She didn't think all this other stuff was going to come out. Like, she didn't know Tamika was going to go, receipts for you stealing my money. She didn't know 
that the uh, reporter's going to go, the uh, promoter's going to go, receipts for y'all getting those kickbacks. She didn't see that coming. Except she did. Everything was filmed a year prior. This didn't happen in real time. She had a year to get everything together. She didn't. Well, we saw it at the time. We saw it. That's when everything started blowing up after the show came out. Do you not remember her saying that she had never heard from her sister that this money was gone in the first place? She kept saying she found out when we found out, meaning the viewers. Yeah. And people were like, you were there for the argument. You were there for the initial issue of all of this. How did, how were you not aware until you watched it with us? Cause I think she Tasha, I mean, Tamika just started putting out receipts. Calvin, Tamika and her get into a fight on the show, right? Yeah. Okay. That show was filmed a year ago. The receipts didn't come out until now. That's the difference. Calvin, she said she didn't even know her sister had the money issue until we watched it with her, until she watched it with all the viewers when the show aired. Obviously, she's lying. I'm just saying, I find it very interesting the hoop mental gymnastics you are doing to say that Tasha is innocent. What mental gymnastics am I doing? I'm not saying, I never said she was innocent. You are agreeing with her that it's everybody else's fault around no. her. What I'm saying is, she does have a point. That it's everybody else's fault around her? Candy's messy. We all know Candy's messy. Now, number two. But what, she, what has Candy got to do with her owing her sister money? Moving right along. It's the V drama. Crazy. <laughs> Tasha, crazy. She's out of control. I'm out of control. This whole damn thing's out of control. Okay. Um, it's not looking good for Jonathan Majors in other news. Uh, John, uh, it's, it's all over the place. So Jonathan Majors initially uh, had allegations against him of abuse from a girlfriend. There was a whole situation where like they were in a car. She went to grab his phone. And somehow she ended up with bruises and lacerations and a, allegedly a broken finger. Then his legal group came out and leaked the text that she sent him where it, to a lot of people's opinion, not Calvin's, but a lot of the internet's opinion, it looked like an abused person making apologies for their abuser. Then when that didn't pan out the way that the, I guess the legal team thought it would, they decided to like double, triple down on how Jonathan Majors is the innocent party in all of this. And they leaked even more proof of this, allegedly. So apparently the Uber or Lyft driver that picked them up is going to confess on Jonathan Majors' behalf to say that what the victim is saying happened did not happen. They also have video footage of this woman allegedly going to a bar right after the whole conflict where she's dancing up a storm, talking to the DJ and not really acting like anything went down. There's also other rumor that maybe the police coached her to say what she said because Jonathan Majors is black and she's a white woman. But now also there's other women coming forward saying that Jonathan Majors allegedly also abused them. And he's dropping from a lot of projects he had going on prior. There was a campaign he was doing with like the the Texas Rangers and that's no longer going down. There's a couple of movie deals that are no longer backing him as well. His management team and his agency also dropped him. It's not looking great. And his trial date is not until May. I think it's May 8th. 
So the question that has come up of like whether or not he's going to stay Kang for the Marvel Universe, because a lot of his character storyline is what the next phase is going to revolve around for Marvel. Uh, will the video and subsequently, depending on if this goes his way with the trial, will all of that help to, you know, propel him up again to be a star in the Hollywood scene? Or is he just screwed career wise, regardless of whether or not he gets a conviction of guilty or not guilty? He screwed for a while. Mm. I don't care. He brought this on himself. He needs to pick better <laughs> women. I don't know. It's his fault. <laughs> Leave crazy people alone. I don't know. Leave crazy people alone? Yeah. I don't. Evidently, he likes females who bring drama. Which puts them in a precarious situation. I don't. It is. Because you look at all the videos, looks like she's been having a good old life after that, that argument that supposedly put her in the hospital. The video, I feel like, is suspect. Like, um, unless so, they're going to show, like, time stamps, that video could come from any I'm time. I'm pretty sure they have time stamps because that would be stupid to just have a video from randomness and people could be like, hey, that's three weeks ago. That's not even the night of. People have tried crazier things. Anywho, like I said, I don't care. He brought it on himself. It is interesting. Uh, I also want to take this time during that happened to talk about our feelings on the Love is Blind reunion. That was whack. That was just terrible. I was trying to do a whole separate section of our reactions to it, thinking it was going to be good because it's supposed to be live. But as you know by now, uh, Netflix dropped the ball on trying to make it a live special. Um, <laughs> That's just being nice. It was. I fell asleep, y'all, waiting for this thing to come on. And then once it did come on, the questions that got asked were whack. Pew, pew, pew. Like, it, you didn't really glean anything new other than just to confirm who's still together and who's not. So, uh, the reunion special also was just, ugh. There's a petition going around for to have Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey replaced as hosts for the next <laughs> Can I say season? something about them? Can I, can I say something about them? It's hard for me to sit there and have somebody who's literally stole somebody else's man. Allegedly. Allegedly. Which means it's true. No. And then tell somebody else, hey, you shouldn't do this. How you feel to some other talking to, why was why, she talking to your husband? Do you feel any way about that? Because she could have been doing something on the side when you literally took someone else's spouse. But then you're going to sit, allegedly true, once again, and sit here and then berate these people. But not even the have, people. I, she only berated the men. She didn't go the, men, the women at all. Which... Makes me angry. First of all, love is not blind. In this case, love is stupid. That should be the name of the show. Love is stupid. Because you have stupid people trying to find love Mm -hmm. in 20 minutes or less and then getting married. Well, 20 minutes or less for us, but not And wondering why it doesn't work. But yeah, they should be fired. I don't want to see their face. You know what? I get her in a... John Legend's wife mixed up all the time. Mm -hmm. I hate her face too. (laughs) And I know what? Starting to hate John Legend too. Starting? Yeah. Don't know why. Starting. Just people have been calling him Michigan J Frog forever. I don't hate that. That, I don't know what that was. That's how he sounds. Interesting. In your head, that's what that sounds like. Yeah. Whale sounds. It sounds like a cat. Punching. That's not like a cat at all. 
a chalkboard. That's sounds that like a dog using a cat to hit a chalkboard. Anywho. That's what the voice sounds like. His voice sounds like trash. Well, I mean, his, his trash voice is making billions. So. Those two trash people can go be trash together. But, I don't want to see... I swear to God, they're another love is blind and they're the host. I'm not watching. I don't think people realize how contracts work. Netflix signed a contract with the Lachey's. They should unsign that contract. <laughs> Maybe I should un uh, subscribe to Netflix. I don't know, but it, it's that aside. I did have a favorite. Stupid. And that was when Zach was reading Irina for filth on that couch. He looks so upset. I don't care about Zach neither. His ugly face. Mm-hmm. I also like that he stood up for Paul. Like, the, the way the who, questioning was going. the hell is Paul? Paul looks exactly like Zach. They were sitting right next to each other on the couch. Oh. It was when uh, Vanessa was asking Micah about how she felt about Paul, saying that she wasn't maternal, and her being left at the altar and all that stuff. And Micah was really painting this picture of how, like, Paul let her on, and then all of a sudden changed his mind, and yada, 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 and... And uh, Zach couldn't take it after a while and was just like, this is bullshit. And like, and then, like stood up for Paul and was like, no, listen, like there were other things. There were other factors. And unfortunately, it just it kind of came out this way. But to say that he was like diabolical in his decision making was not. I'm not going to take any give any kudos to a guy who just went and married his second. Vanessa choice. later issued an apology. She did like a full PR apology to Paul. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. But that's how I feel about love is stupid. It uh, it was not the greatest. But that's it. That's it for that happened. Once again, is that game show everybody loves to hate? Black like that with your host, Clevel Howard Hill. Thank you again. Thank you, Johnny, for that great introduction. I'm Clevel Howard Hill. With the contestant here named Jovan. As per usual, she has 10 questions to get five right to keep her black card for another week. I kept my black card. You just told me last time I, I got two weeks out of that one. We lied. Moving right along. Your first question. Mm. First questions are always easy. But you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make it a hard one. Okay. I don't like your attitude. Okay. So it's going to be hard. Okay. Who was the first black Nobel Prize winner? Uh-huh. Is it Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Ralph Boucher, Desmond Tutu? Ralph Boucher? Correct. You know what? We're not giving you any more options. We're just going <laughs> to give you the question <laughs> and I mean, you guess from you there. You can't change the game. I can do whatever I want to do because I'm Cleveland, not Calvin. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. Which job did Julius not have on Everybody Hates Chris? I, I have no idea. Is it fisherman, security guard, newspaper delivery man, police officer? Police officer. Correct. Your third question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. For the love of God. What is Judge Mathis well-known for calling people on his show? You don't know what Judge Mathis calls people on his show? I know that that is a multiple-choice question. So what are the other choices, sir? Loser, 
nut, fool, crackhead. Fool. The correct answer is crackhead. For real? Yes. That is some crackheadish crap, ma'am. That's some crackheadish-ish right there, ma'am. You said some crackheadish stuff right there, ma'am. Interesting. Hilarious. You got two questions out of three right so far. Don't be tired. Mm-hmm. It's just starting. Oh, okay. Your fourth question. Shanene from Martin was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What type of business did she own? She had a hair salon. Correct. Thank you. She also did nails because she was an entrepreneur. We didn't ask for extra. You don't get bonus. Hater. Thank you. Hater. Well, you call it hate. I call it great. In the song Laffy Taffy, who was the Mr. Chico Stick looking for? Who was Mr. Chico Stick looking for? I didn't even know that was the name until I read it. I'm like, that's his, his name is Mr. Chico Stick. Was it a bubble yum or a bubble gum or something like that? We'll give it to you. He was looking for a Mrs. Bubblegum. <laughs> don't know why. I didn't even know that was the lyric. He listened for a Mrs. I, I remember Mr. Chico Stick. He's, look, he's, he's looking for a Mrs. Bubblegum. Da-da-da, because you're so thick. Oh! <laughs> I'll be the only one telling jokes today. Uh-huh. Thank you. So you have full right. You get one more. You get to go stand out in the rain anyway. Because I don't like your face right now. Interesting. Yes. Which woman did Drake not ask if he if they love him? Which woman? Yeah. Of the of the thousands? What, what's the choice? What yeah. did they narrow it down to? Kiki, KB, Keisha, Risha. Say it again. Kiki, KB, Keisha, or Risha? KB. Correct. Incorrect. Got your hopes up, didn't I? Incorrect. It was Keisha. Do you love me? He said, which one does he not say it to? Or is it who he does he say it to? Which woman did he not say, ask, if they love him? It was Keisha. Okay. I understand your question. Don't get mad at me. Be mad at Drake. When did, K- when did he ask KB to love him? I don't know. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. According to Mama. Mm-hmm. What does it mean if a bird poops on your poops on you? It's good luck. I guess that's in every culture. Correct. Yes, every culture has a mama. You know what? I don't like your face. <laughs> I have I had a black grandmother. You know that, right? You have five right. You're so crazy. She wins again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us in another Black Like That, where we don't do 10 questions if she gets it in five. Except that we always do end up doing the full 10 questions. You want 10 questions? Do I want the first five? You have no choice with the first five. <laughs> so, okay. Sure, what's the other question? This we is got question. like what, two left? This is question number eight. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yeah. Sarah Goody was the first black woman to receive a patent. Mm -hmm. What did she invent? What did she invent? I don't think it's goody. I think it's good. Good? Okay. G-O-O-D-E? Yeah. It's good. Why is the E silent? Sometimes it just is. Slavery. It just is sometimes. English. Is it A, lipstick? Mm. B, 
folding bed. C, curling iron. D, radio. Radio. No. Oh. It was the folding bed. Folding bed. That's kind of cool. Good for her. Did she get to keep that pen? I don't know. Something else to look at. I don't know. Probably not. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Black Like That, where Javon had an attitude today. And she's going to today because we are going to do a bracket that you guys are going to listen to. And it is false. It is false. And that's why she's going outside right now. Goodbye. Do you like that? Because we like that. Listen to us on all podcast platforms, especially Spotify. Interact. Do all the things. Because you know we like that. Okay, um, I'm heavily questioning my decision to do this, but I thought it'd be fun for us to do a 90s R&B championship with like the brackets. It's a little trend that was going around for a little bit there, but uh, we we did a rough draft of this and uh, Calvin got very upset. So It just wasn't balanced, that's all. <laughs> they had like 80s, people who had their careers mainly in, like the 70s, 80s, and maybe a hit or two in the 90s going against people who literally had their career in the 90s. This is not real life. This is like it, this is a for fun fantasy draft. People in the 90s made that first one. So their 90s person can win. So Kevin knows a lot about old music. And I mean music from before 2010. He's really, really versed in that type of music. Stephanie Mills against... Marriage Blige. But that's not what they said. Anyway, so anyway. <laughs> Anywho. But other stuff, no idea. But the music thing, he takes it so seriously. So, you ready? You want to start with male groups, male solo acts, female groups, or female solo acts? Let's start with the South male groups. Okay. <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> All right, boys to men versus Levert Sweet Sweat and Gill. Levert Sweat. LSG. Gil. So that's Levert. Sounds like a drug. This is Levert. Is Gerald Levert, Keith Sweat, and Johnny Gill had a group. I know who it is. Okay. Boys to men. Uh Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Oh God. Here's the thing. This was are supposed we, to be fun. Are we counting just LSGs as themselves as the group? Or them as individuals too? No, the group. This is a group bracket. So the group. I, by default, I have to say, I don't like neither of them really. Oh my God, that's a lie. But I don't like neither of them. That really. is a lie. As a group? Nah, I didn't listen that to that. That's a of lie. Them. How's that a you lie? Ne- you've never heard LSG. You've never heard Boys to Men? I never said it. Javon, Calvin. I've heard of both of those groups. Calvin. I literally tell you who's in Calvin. Bo- I literally told you who's in LSG. That's what I'm saying. You say you don't like either one of them. You I don't can, like You can say I'm not the biggest fan of either one. I don't but to say you don't like them, period. I don't is a lie. No, it's not a lie. I don't I didn't listen well. But but uh Boys and Men had a couple of hits I like. But LSG as far as LSG, I didn't really listen to their songs. You can say I'm not the biggest fan of theirs. That's fine. Whatever. I don't like them neither them who much, are you choosing boys to men or lsg lsg just because you got on my nerves great knock write them down just because you got on my nerves LSG. great great boys to men 
so serious. Okay, this is one that I will fight you on. Troop Whatever. versus high five. I don't care. Troop is better. High five. High five. Kissing Game outsold anything Troop did. Name a name a song that Troop has done. I'm only saying Troop because I don't like you right now. More than another one. I'm only saying Troop. I'm gonna rip all like the arm hairs right so, out of your arms. So I'm disagreeing you on purpose. High five moves on. Goodness gracious. But a lot of people will say Troop. I. What, but what's a song they've sung besides the other, the one hit that everybody knows? Spread my wings. I don't know that. They also re- did a. Uh, all I do. Jackson Five. Yeah, all I do is think of you. Yeah. That's the only song I know from them. I don't know what Spread My Wings is. And they're apparently, they're from around the D.C. area. That's my attitude. That's a, I can't remember. That sounds like Bob that's Brown. That's true. No, that's true. Okay. But we decided, high five. So, uh, next one is Tony, Tony, Tony versus Shy. Tony, that's Tony, automatically Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. It's not even a question. <laughs> Tony wins. I don't have to go 2020. I just said 20. 20 okay. Wins. And then guy versus intro. That's guy. Guy. It's not even close. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's guy. That's okay. why we even have this conversation. Okay. So out of those group, out of those groups, we've got boys to men versus high five boys to men. I fucking don't like boys to men. Why? What's I just don't like them? boys to men. But yeah. They owe you but, money? No, but yeah, they're going to be. Yeah, they're moving on. And then we got Tony, Tony, Tony versus Guy. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony's moving on. Okay. I like Guy. Damn, damn, you know what? Honestly, I do like Tony more. Okay. So, Boys to Men versus Tony, Tony, hey, Tony. Tony. I don't listen to that much Guy. Yeah, but Tony. The boys to Men versus Tony, Tony, Tony. I go Tony, Tony. I agree. Tony, Tony, Tony. I agree. Because Boys to Men are assholes. Raphael Sadiq is amazing. They're trying to tour, but people are, how you going to tour when... The only 20 people know is Raphael Sadiq. They did tour. They just got a lookalike and put him up in there. No one showed up. Because <laughs> everybody's like, that's not Raphael Sadiq. Listen. Okay, so winner overall is and what? Tony. Tony, 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 right? Here's the funny thing. Okay. Nobody in that group name is Tony. I know. Why, did, why is it called Tony, Tony, Tony? No one has a clue to this day. <laughs> One of the R&B's biggest mysteries. <laughs> the biggest mysteries. Okay, so moving on to the next part of the groups. You ready? So that's the West region with the female group? No, we're still in the South. We did the oh. the, the North-South okay, version. Okay, okay, okay. And we're on so to the next Tony, part. So Tony, Tony, Tony wins the first top bracket. First top bracket. Now okay. it's mint condition versus 112. Ah! <laughs> now, I don't like 112. Why? But who they I, had more hits? They had more hits. Did, I'm gonna give it to Mint. To I don't like Mint their condition. Voice. I'm giving it to Mint condition. I don't like their voices. I love Pretty Brown Eyes more than I like Peaches and Cream. I'm have to go 112 because they had more hits. Mint condition. But I really do want to put Mint condition next. You know what? Fuck it. It's our. It's our. It's our bracket. Mint condition wins. <laughs> MC. Mint condition wins. Okay. Screw you, 112. So. What? This is going to be this rough BBD. for you. <laughs> what? what is it? BBD versus Jagged Edge. You said BBD immediately? BBD. We BBD. have a song from Jagged Edge. Do you even know what it is? I didn't know we had a song from That's, Jagged Edge. See, this is what I'm talking about, people. 
if, we, if I'm talking about little things in our relationship, no idea. But he probably could tell me who the hell After 7 is. Yeah. Okay. That's Babyface's brothers. His brothers? Yeah. Like brothers in arms or his little no. brothers? Babyface has a bunch of older brothers and they're After 7. Of course you would know that, but you don't know what our song is from Jagged Edge. No. What is it? Let's Get Married? Yes. When we first started dating, Why would we were that? texting the lyrics to that back to back and forth to each other. Oh, that no, that wasn't me. Yes, it was. I think that was Ian. <laughs> Why was he texting me on your phone? I don't know what to say on text <laughs> a lot of times. I had Ian write me a whole soliloquy and email a girl on the ship for me. Wow. Because I didn't know what to say. Wow. So that probably was Ian. So a cherished moment I have, thinking that it's from you, is from Ian. Nope. No, it actually wasn't. You were such a liar. I should have took this offline and not <laughs> put this on the podcast. This is when, public surf number guys, this is when you just lie. <laughs> Even if it's not good, you just lie. The worst. I'm sorry. Okay. I took your moment from you. Okay, so Bell, so Bell Biv DeVoe, BBD, you, is what you, you're choosing. Yes. Okay, so between Mint Condition and BBD. Not even close, it's BBD. Okay. <laughs> I agree. It doesn't matter who's in this bracket, it's BBD. I agree. Well, okay, well, so next part of that is After 7 versus Silk. I'm going to say Silk. I have no idea who After 7 is. Yeah, Silk. And then Jodeci versus H-Town. I don't know who H-Town is. That's Jodeci, but H-Town is somebody rock and knock on them boats. Okay, whatever that is. Give me some good love. Somebody rock and knock on them boots. Don't get us copyrighted. So. I'm not playing the music, I'm singing it. You can still get us whatever. in trouble. That's just a hook. Uh, whatever. Anywho. So that means we've got Jodeci versus Silk. It's just Jodeci. Jodeci. <laughs> and then that means we've got BBD versus Jodeci. You bastard who made this region. You bastard. What do you think? See, this is an actual bracket. Oh my gosh. This is an actual bracket. The the same people that did the other bracket did this one. That's a lie. They did. That's why this is the revision. This person did it. Oh, revise. See? He's a smart one. He should have been doing all other brackets for the stupid church thing. James Brown. That picture is James Brown. Whatever. I never said whoever did this. Um, here's where my favoritism comes in. Okay. I'm a huge BBD fan. Mm-hmm. BBD had just as much hits, so just as much as Jodeci. Mm-hmm. So the only thing separates them is who you like more now. Okay, but if we're looking at the group as a whole. BBD. I'm, that's what I'm saying, BBD. Because, in my opinion, two people kind of carried Jodeci. I don't know. But yeah, BBD it seems like we consensus BBD. Okay, moves on. Mo- BBD moves on. So that means it's BBD versus Tony. 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 Not even. Uh, uh, <laughs> BBD moves on to the finals. Okay. Okay. Bill Bibbs DeVoe. Now you know. So that was the male groups. Do you want to do female groups, female solo acts, or male solo acts? We do male solo acts. Okay. Get them out the way. Okay. So starting off. We've got Babyface versus Montel Jordan. Not even close. Babyface. I hate fucking Baby. No, I don't hate Why baby. do you hate these artists? They didn't do I, nothing I to don't, you. No, I don't hate Babyface. Yeah, Babyface wins. Babyface wins. 
I don't understand this next pairing, but yeah. this is what they chose. You ready? Sure. Usher versus Brian McKnight. Yeah, that is an unusual pairing. <laughs> but it's not bad. I don't know. I think I would have did Usher versus Tevin Campbell, but they didn't do it that way. No, nah, he'd have crushed Tevin Campbell. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then again, Tevin Campbell we're, had talking a lot about, of hits. we're talking about the 90s. We're talking about the 90s. Yeah, he'd have lost. Tevin Campbell had a lot of hits in the 90s. Hell, he might lose now. Okay, well, anyway, so we chose Usher over Brian McKnight, right? I don't know. God. I don't know. If we're talking night, we're talking nineties. Yeah. Usher was a kid, and he had "Call Me the Mac." Nice and slow was ninety ninety eight or ninety nine or two thousand ninety eight. Yeah, his his debut album came out. My way, my way. Uh, the, where he spells his name. Uh, nice and slow. Yep. Yep. But Brian McKnight had. Uh, bring me back to one that came out in '99. Oh, and he had whatever he was singing on Martin because that was all the '90s. Ursher mm. baby, okay, like just by default. Okay, so right now we got Babyface uh, versus Usher of those two. Usher, I don't like Babyface. Oh my goodness, I disagree. But okay, fine. You know, Babyface. Gave him a lot of his music, right? Okay, then fine, babyface. <laughs> okay, so next up is Johnny Gill versus Case. Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill, I agree. Then we got Tevin Campbell versus Christopher Williams. Who's Christopher Williams? Don't wake me. I'm dreaming. Girl, don't wake me. Kevin Campbell. Yes. Um, he was in uh, New Jack City when he started to do. I still the, haven't seen New Jack City. I wanted to watch it with you once, and you said I I'm like not him anyway. ready. I didn't like him anyway. Pretty motherfucker. <laughs> you told me you couldn't watch it is to say it. No, it's I don't. It's like every other drug dealer movie. It's like shooters, I don't watch drug dealer movies. It's like shooters with better writing. I haven't seen Belly. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, your black card is gone. <laughs> We're not even going to have to do the show this week. Your black card is automatically gone. Or the other one. What's the other one with... Um... Revoked. It's not called Ghostface. What are you talking about? No, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's... Johnny versus... It's like a hijack movie. Tevin Campbell. TC, they call him on the streets. TC on the streets. Johnny Gill versus Tevin Campbell. I feel like... Mm. These are two people in different fonts. You know, the same person in different fonts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say Tevin Campbell. Because I'm more familiar with a lot of his solo work. Ma, 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 ma. Sure look good now. so damn fun. What in the world, Calvin? What is your choice? I guess Tevin Campbell. Okay, so if we both choose Tevin Campbell, that means it's Babyface versus Tevin Campbell, who he also worked closely with. Uh, Babyface. I agree. Because he wrote their music. Alrighty, so next part of this bracket, it's Maxwell versus Joe. Oh, that's a great one. (laughs) That's a great one. I like them both. I like them both as well. I like them both as well. 
Maxwell probably had a little bit, a couple of more hits. But Joe is the stronger singer, in my opinion. Nah, I think it's even. Okay. It's so you want to go with Maxwell? Hmm. Whose songs do I sing more? Do I know more of? I know both of these songs equally, though. I really only know I want to know from Joe. He, uh, I want to know. He, he has stutter. He did the song with Case. I know he sang on Big Pun's song. I don't want to be a player. Uh-huh. Um, and he and he did a song with uh, Justin Timberlake and J.C. Chavez when they're in the height of their NSYNC era. Oh, don't didn't know that. Yeah. Um. We can go. Oh, damn, I want to go for Joe so bad. We can go Maxwell. Okay. Maxwell it is. To right. the max. D'Angelo versus Tyrese. D'Angelo. D'Angelo. <laughs> Ralph Tresvant versus mm. Gerald Levert. See? They should have put Ralph Tresvant against... Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill and put... Levert. Levert. Against Babyface. Against Babyface or... Um, Brian Whitnight. Oh, but they didn't. So they didn't. <laughs> who do you want? I'm gonna say Ralph Trans. Oh, no, I'm gonna say Gerald Levert. No, look. I'm gonna say Gerald Levert. God damn it! I really like Ralph Tresvant more. I know you do because he's part of your favorite group, one of your favorite groups of all time. Hmm. But think '90s, think hits. I really only know the Rain song. King. Sensitivity, uh, money can't buy you love. What? What? Uh, Gerald Levert song you know? I just know he's a good singer, and I know his dad was part of another iconic group. The OJ's. Mm-hmm. And he died young, and my parents loved him. They had all his albums. And you know, yet you know none of his songs. I could not tell you one. I didn't know Trans, Trans, Trans Van's song either. I said, Can You Stand the Rain, which is not his song. I'm going for Ralph. <laughs> okay. This next one, I'm going to be very mad at you if you don't side with me. Ready? Keith Sweat versus John B. If you say Keith Sweat, I will kill you. I will murder you in your sleep. How deep. Yeah, you see me. What is that? That's how he sings. Keith Sweat sings from his nose. Oh my goodness! You better say John B. You better say John B. But that was eighties, though. You better say um, John B. I will go with Keith Sweat. Calvin, you better put John B down on that. And John B. Okay, now we got to do the winners from those groups. So we've got. D'Angelo versus John B. You sure? Yeah. I got Maxwell versus D'Angelo. We did no, we did that. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Maxwell Maxwell versus D'Angelo. I got D'Angelo. Okay, I agree. Okay, and then you've got Ralph Trasman versus John B. <sighs> I know where you live. I don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, Because I sang way more John B. songs. Yes. John B. Thank you. 
John B. versus D'Angelo. Yeah. It's going to have to be D'Angelo. I concur. I concur. Even though I love you, John B. If you ever magically hear this. If you ever magically hear this. Buying your own drinks and that ain't right. <laughs> they don't know. Okay, that don't should know. be all the male don't solo acts. So who else do we got? They don't know. Who else we got? Wait, so that means it's D'Angelo versus uh Babyface? Yes. Okay. Babyface. D'Angelo. Calvin. Damn it. We've been barely pick. We've been just picking babyface by default this whole time. Really, let's be honest. His he, ass, his ass should have left. Lost to Usher. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Disagree. Maybe he's, in, he's 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 too involved in other people's music to be dismissed. He's got his own hit career, and then on top of that, he. Gave a bunch. Did you know Tim Campbell has a story about how Babyface gave the song um, his no his best known song. What's it called? Can we talk? Can we talk? It was apparently Usher said it was supposed to be his song, but Babyface gave it to Tim Campbell instead. Yeah, it was supposed to be Usher's song. Can you imagine Usher singing that song? Yes. Disagree. Anywho. Disagree. I don't care, Babyface Edmonds. He's a legend. Was Jesus Christ himself. He's a legend. D'Angelo wins. Oh my God. <laughs> D'Angelo is moving on to the finals. No, baby face goes D'Angelo to the finals. D'Angelo is moving to the finals. Baby face I goes don't to the care. finals. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Calvin. Don't care. Calvin. I don't care. Calvin. I don't like his dolphin teeth anyway. He's not moving on. D'Angelo wins. Calvin. Javon. <laughs> Come on. Make it baby face. No, if it's, if it's, then it's got to be John B. Since we're making our own rules, I'm gonna make it John B. John B. Lost. We agreed. He got dismissed. He's the weakest link. Goodbye. Wait a minute. So we agreed on that, but we don't agree on this last final. But your word is the sale. You want to flip a coin or something? That's what you want to do. Yes, get a coin. We about to find a damn coin. For get a no coin. Go get. Well, you know this what? I, we can get an app to do it. Hold up. Let me fill in this spaces. What do you got against Babyface? What's wrong with him? No, I just don't care. I'm like, good for him. He writes 9 million songs. Great for him. Because he's talented. I didn't never said he wasn't. Okay, heads or tails? Tails, I don't care. It's heads. You didn't I even win. flip it. You didn't even flip it. It did flip. That's why it says flip again. You want me to flip it again? No, whatever. Babyface, you suck. Whatever. <laughs> you won by default. You should have lost. <laughs> Anywho, so he's in the finals. So who's in the finals again? Well, then he might as well give Babyface the whole championship because no one's going to beat him because he probably wrote everything on his damn board for everybody. Let's see how we feel about it. So who who was the, the male group that won? BBD. BBD. Okay, BBD male group, male solo act. We have Babyface. Okay. I'm pretty sure he wrote for BBD too. So be female groups or female solo acts? It don't matter. Okay. Let's do female groups. You ready? Sure. SWV versus, I want to say, Le Nubian. Oh, my God. You can't even pronounce words. Yeah. L-E-S Nubian? Les Nubian. Uh, okay. It's SWV because I don't know who Les Nubian is. So, SWV, guess what? Pro- you want? You don't pronounce the S. It's French. Le Nubian? Yeah. It don't matter. Le Nubian. Le lose. <laughs> they, le, they lose. To SWV. How about I that? They lose. You 
worst. They lose. Who are they though? They lay lose. Who don't are matter. they though? I don't know. It don't matter. They lay lose. I kind of want to know now. Okay, <laughs> but SWV. Okay. Yes. Then you've got. I don't know how to say this one. Versus Jade. I want to say Zane, but that's not how you say it. It's supposed yeah. to be like Zane or something. No, it's Zane. Okay, Zane versus Jade. I don't know who Jade is. <sighs> don't walk away. Oh. Okay. But Zayn only had Mr. Hey Mr. DJ. That's the only one I can remember from them. Oh, so of those two, then who do you think? I want to say the don't walk away people. Then Jane. I think Zayn was cute or something. Zane. Oh my gosh. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I can't remember <laughs> that any music. I can remember. I can barely remember what these heifers look like. Not heifers, Calvin. Please be respectful. Please be respectful. I call them heifers because I don't know none of their names individually. That doesn't mean it's respectful, Calvin. This is not a Ricky Bobby situation. I said without disrespect. I said I, I said with all due disrespect. <laughs> no. Oh, the Nibians is literally from France. They're from France. Whatever. Because huh. we're moving on. So we said Zane. Yeah, we said Zane. Sure. Z. Okay. Uh, okay. Then, then it breaks up into another bracket. So between SWV and Zane, SWV. Of course. Okay. Escape versus Allure. Allure! Allure! I don't even know who Allure is. Kevin, they sang All Cried Out. They redid the song All Cried Out. It was so Can you get good. your nails off my skin, please? No. <laughs> who do you want it to be? I'm bleeding. They were so good. They did a whole video all alone on a Sunday morning. It was so good. And the, it's literally raining. They get out of the cars. It's so good. It's so good. I don't care about videos it's so good. or rain. It's okay. Escape. It's okay. So Escape. How dare you? I'm sorry. X. Cape. Okay. Salt and Pepper versus Moke and Steph. Salt and Pepper. I'm sorry. Who? Moke and Steph. <sighs> yeah, it is Salt and Pepper. Even if I said Moke and Steph's song, it don't even matter. Okay, so that means between Escape and Salt and Pepper, Salt and Pepper. Calvin, please don't act. Please don't act like you don't know. You know what? We'll have to. Discussion. Discussion. Sales. Salt and Pepper outsold Escape easily. Hits, yeah. hits wise, more hits. I'm going to need the judges to get the numbers on that. Thank you very much, please. That's right. Kayla. Kayla was the judge. Yes. She agrees with me. I'm gonna need the judges to get the numbers, please. She agrees with me. I'm gonna need you to post the numbers, please. She agrees with me. No, I'm serious. I'm gonna need you to post Calvin. the numbers. <laughs> I gotta I gotta pull from my girls from Atlanta. Are you serious? Yep, I gotta pull from my girls from oh Atlanta. I'm gonna need you to get some numbers, please. And make sure you don't get correct numbers, please. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. <laughs> what? Okay, Sun Pepper album sales. They sold over eight million. 982,500 albums. Okay? Keep that number in your head. 8 million plus. And then Escape definitely did not sell that, but we're going to go ahead and pretend like that's a possibility. I like to have some of those numbers stricken from the record because some of those numbers <laughs> came with 80s hits and songs, please. Thank you very much. Uh, Escape sold 3 million to their 8 million. I like to have some of those numbers removed because some of those records out came out in the, the 80s. SWV and Escape show... Both groups acknowledge that Salt and Pepper sold out more than them. 
I like to have some of their <laughs> 80s music removed from some of those numbers. Calvin. Because I guarantee you, the majority of those numbers came in the 80s. Came out in the 90s. That one song, first of all, that was a feminist song. Let's Talk About Sex came out in the 90s. That was another feminist song that was a man-bashing song. It's salt and Pepper. First of all, there are man-haters. There are man-haters. Please stop pretending like it's an even situation. Put down salt and pepper, please. Escape move. Oh my gosh. So, but that means it's SWV versus salt and pepper. No, I like to have a coin flip, please. Coin, coin flip for what? Salt and pepper and escape. No, Calvin, yes. no. Yes. No, SWV yes. versus salt and pepper because salt and pepper cleaned Dallas on that. I'm so sorry. Whatever. Between those two, SWV I... versus salt and pepper. SWV, cause, just because they shouldn't have moved on. SWV. I agree, SWV. I know more SWV songs. Damn it. Joke's on you. All right, so that means that they're in the final. Next part of it is total versus changing faces. Total. Okay, total. Total. Then we got TLC versus Black Girl. TLC. First of all, who's Black Girl? They were a group like TLC. They were an all-black girl group like TLC. Song? Even if I told you it, you wouldn't know it. I also think they're out of the UK. Doesn't matter. TLC wins. I like how you tell me song and then you say it doesn't matter. It doesn't. You're the worst. You didn't give me, you didn't take none of the numbers. Oh, from they're from S- Atlanta. You didn't take away none of the numbers from... Uh, they saying treat you right. Salt and pepper. Can I get the origin? <laughs> the origin. Okay, anyway, so TLC was the winner. So between Total and TLC. TLC. Okay. Okay, can we just stop? TLC goes to the finals. Brownstone versus Cut Close. Brownstone. Cut Close. Brownstone. Cut Close. Brownstone. Name of Brownstone song, Javon. Shy Guy. I rest my case. Shy Guy. It's not Brownstone. Who sang that? Probably. You don't even know. It's, That's it's, what I thought. It's not Brownstone. I don't want no Shy Guy. That's Jade. Is it Jade? I don't know. Or is it Changing Faces? Who am I thinking of? There was a group and they were singing live and it was like a Soul Train episode and they were phenomenal and I could have swore... It was brownstone. I probably changing faces. Probably. You, you don't know the difference. Okay, En Vogue versus Pure Soul. En Vogue. First of all, wait a minute. So who won? Cut close. No, cut... <laughs> no. We said brownstone. They're literally the same. What has Cut Close sang? What did they sing? Song, origin, please. Whatever. Brownstone. Okay, so brownstone versus En Vogue. En Vogue. So that means we've got total versus in vogue. In vogue. Yeah. Okay. So then that means it is SWV versus in vogue. In vogue. No, wait a minute. Where, who did TLC lose to? To total. How? You, you said total. No, I said TLC. Okay, fine. So TLC versus in vogue. TLC. In vogue. TLC. In vogue. 
Run TLC numbers. Run numbers. Got most of their numbers in the 2000s, not the 90s. Run numbers. Run them numbers. Calvin. Run them numbers. Here. You didn't take none of Salt and Pepper's uh, units they moved in the 80s from their numbers. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Oh, my goodness. You just read off everything they sold. That was that was combined, everything they sold. Okay, fine. A lot of those numbers let's, were from the 80s. To appease Callan and his escape fandom, let's see. Salt and Pepper, 90s hits. How about that? Salt and Pepper, 90s hits. Why are we arguing TLC and Evoke? It's TLC. They're the number one selling group of all time. Female group of all time. They're actually not. You keep making that statement. Mm. Oh. R&B. <laughs> They're the number one selling R&B female group of all time. Okay, Kevin. Okay. This is an R&B bracket, right? So in this bracket, no one has outsold them. That is a female on this bracket. You're pointing to all men. So clearly, yeah. It don't matter. This is all men too. Uh-huh. No women on here sold more than them. Okay. So by default, they win. Uh-huh. Alrighty. So Salt and Pepper came out with Black's Magic. Black's Magic. Very necessary and brand new. All in the 90s. Black's Magic had expression... Do you want me? Let's talk about sex. Javon, I don't care the name of the songs. We just need numbers. TLC moves on from Evolve. Dead silence because I cannot believe you right now. The only thing Evolve does better than TLC is sing. Fine, Calvin. So TLC versus SWV, and you're saying that's also TLC. That's TLC. Okay. That now means that between our male group and our girl group in the finals, we had BBD versus TLC. God damn it. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to have to go with my girls from the ATL. Wow. Wow. The wow. only thing you can do with these two wow. groups is go by. Wow. The only thing you can go by is record wow. sales. Wow. All you can do is go by record sales. And TLC wow. outsold BBD. Wow. That's all you got left. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But you're counting TLC sales into the 2000s. BBD was no longer a group by that point. It's not TLC's fault. Okay. Interesting. I'm just glad I'm just we have saying. it recorded. And this is all of his own admission. All right, moving on to solo acts for ladies. We've got Mary J. Blige versus Shantae Moore. Mary J. Blige. Wait, if we just, if we just, so 90s. If we're just regulating to the 90s, then BBD, I guess you could say BBD wins. Then how did TLC win if we're just going by the 90s against In Vogue? Because they're better. They didn't have as many hits in the 90s as in Vogue. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure people knew more of the songs than they did. Again, in Vogue had, what's TLC it, didn't take off till the 2000s. In Vogue had What's It Gonna Be and Don't Waste Your Time. Hold on. Yeah. That's the only two songs I know from in Vogue from the 90s. You just named three. You named three no. songs. Hold on is the same song I was singing earlier. Kevin, and what's it going don't to let be? go, my loving. Give him something he can feel. Free your mind. Oh damn! All of that is in the nineties. Okay. Hold on, like you said, 
Uh, give it up. Give it. Oh, give it up. Turn it loose. Just can't stay this. away. Don't Part of me. This. Riddle. No. Too gone. Too don't long. No. Lies. Whatever. No. You don't have to worry. No. Waiting on you. No. Runaway love. You no. are the man. Rocket. Freedom. No, no, no. What no. a man with no. salt and pepper. Okay. Now I'll read off TLC songs. I guarantee you. For the 90s? Okay. Yeah, I, I will guarantee read off TLC people songs know for the 90s. more TLC songs from the 90s than they do in Vogue. 90 songs. Damn it. Exactly. No scrubs is at the top of that goddamn list. 99. Exactly. Anyway. T- yeah, no scrubs. Creep. Red Everyone Light Special. That. Everyone knows that. Waterfalls. Everyone knows that. Unpretty. Everyone what knows about that. your friends? Everybody knows that. Ain't too proud to beg. Everybody knows that. Uh, all that theme song. Yep. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Boom, boom, boom. I got so much love to give. That's a TLC song? Oh, baby, 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 baby. That was somebody else. Nope, TLC. Interesting. Keep going. You know the rest. That's it for the 90s songs. Okay. Everything else is 2000. Okay. They have more. Whatever, sir. Okay, interesting. All right, so. <laughs> TLC. Okay, so. I rest my case. Do you, though? Yeah. You also said Escape was bigger than Salt and Pepper. Anyway, anywho. No, I just said let's... You said Escape was bigger than Salt and Pepper. No, I we said... We can rewind the tape. I said let's go off the numbers. Oh and I said you got to take some of the numbers away. That's all I said. And, too, I guarantee you, if you sing... So you're saying even with all of TL- TLC's hits, BBD beats them? Because, <sighs> B- yeah... <sighs> BBD had a bunch of songs that if you sing the title, you get the title to, you know them to. All in the 90s? They didn't yep. last that long yep. as a group. Yep. They had a lot of songs in the 90s that you knew the song to. Calvin, I just read all of her, all of TLC's biggest hits and they were all in the 90s. But you didn't believe me, so what's the point? So the point is, by your own logic, they should beat BBD. Yeah. I'm just, I don't, I don't, but BBD had just as much, they were just as big. They were just as big. In the 90s. They were just as big. <laughs> okay. So it was in vogue, but you didn't get them the pass. You said numbers and all of that stuff. And now those don't apply to BBD? I don't think BBD outsold TLC, though. That's what I'm saying. So why wouldn't TLC win against them? Sure, TLC, Javon. Calvin. Okay. I gave it TLC. You yelled at me. Anyway. So. You don't know what you want to do. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I said TLC earlier, you, you yelled at me, said, why not BBD? No, you said that. We can rewind it. Okay, what's the, what's, moving on. What's, what's, what's the last bracket? We gotta oh, do. my gosh. It is solo acts, ladies. Mary J. Blige versus Shantae Moore. And then you interrupted me and said, well, BBD, blah, 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 blah. Mary J. Blige. Brandy versus Monica. Hmm. Mm. Gotta go to ATL girl, Monica. Okay. Pebbles versus Vanessa Williams. Pebbles. Pebbles. Faith Evans versus Kelly Price. Faith. Interesting. It's Faith. Interesting. She had more hits. Karen White versus Deborah Cox. Deborah Cox. I don't know who Karen White is. Okay. Lauren Hill versus Tamia. Lauren Hill. Aaliyah versus Erica Badu. Oh. 
Uh, Erica Badu. Tony Braxton versus Michelle. Tony. All right, you choose the winners. So from Mary and uh, Moni, um, Monica. Mm-hmm. That's Mary. Okay. And then Pebbles versus Faith Evans. Faith. And then Deborah, or not? Yeah, Deborah Cox. Because at that time, Pebbles was stealing people money. So. Deborah Cox versus Lauren Hill. Lauren. And then uh, Erica Badu versus Tony. Erica. Okay. And then out of those, who's the winner? Erica versus Lauren. Man. Lauren. Erica. Lauren. She only had one album, though. So? She had the Fugees with the Fugees. Fugees? Fugees. Whatever. The Fugees? Yeah. Fugees? Fugees. Sure, Lauren. And she was a sister act, too. All in the 90s. Sure. She and her shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Faith versus Mary. It's Mary. So Lauren versus Mary. Who's get the person? No. Okay. It's Lauren versus Mary. Okay. Oh, because you said Faith Evans was bigger than Monica. Got you. Yeah. Interesting. Did you think Faith Evans is bigger than Monica? Okay. Yep. Faith had the. <sighs> Yeah, Faith is, I'm a Monica person, but Monica went up against Mary J. Blige. Faith went up against Pebbles. Okay. Faith lost to Mary. Okay. So it was Mary versus Lauren. Okay. Mary. Okay. And that's it. That's all the brackets. Okay. What was supposed to be fun became a competition, and I hate him now, so. Great. Wait for another bracket to destroy another marriage. So I watched for this week is a documentary on Netflix called Don't F With Kittens. Yeah, cats. I mean cats. Kittens, cats, same thing. Okay, gosh. Tomato, tomato. It's called Don't F With Cats, Hunting an Internet Killer. Uh, trigger warning. We're going to be talking about a lot of graphic stuff that happened in this docuseries. A lot of graphic violent things that happened in this docuseries so if that's not something that you need to deal with right now skip so it's three episodes we're gonna break it down by each episode so in the first episode you meet some of the players in the documentary pretty much the uh internet group people who helped track down this guy and the guy who actually did the killing and some information about him the first episode, they're not really sure who it is at first. So a video gets posted, and it's a man killing a kitten, killing two kittens. He's putting these kittens in a vacuum seal bag, putting them vacuum up to the the, the seal just to watch them suffocate, suffocate and die. And it's, it's, oh, it's horrifying. He's suffocating kittens. And they show a lot of the clip in the documentary. Um we get the viewpoint from a, a lady named Deanna Thompson first. And she talks about how disturbing it was. She's somebody who was on the internet a lot when she was not working just to kind of like help pass the time. And she's like, I, this is, we got to stop this. I, there's got to be a way for us to stop this. 
by the way, these people should be working for the police or the FBI or some type of international agency because they're amazing with the internet. Well, so uh, a Facebook group gets together that includes another person named John Green where they're all like, we're just going to look for evidence and figure out a way to see if we can identify the person putting up this disturbing cat video. And they start piecing all kinds of things together. They're trying to see if this is somebody who's in the States or somebody who's not in the States. And in their gathering of all their evidence, this guy has them on the run. They first think he's in Russia. Then they think he's in South Africa. Then they think he's in um, Europe or another place. And then they think maybe the United States. And then it, it just takes them all over the place before they're able to really track down and figure out he's in Canada. What puts them in South Africa is we, another group. That's the second episode. Yeah, might as well get into the second episode. Well, now we're going to move to the second episode. Second episode, you get to see uh, another group who joins in after somebody sends them the video. Well, so nobody, did somebody send that or did yeah. they come across the video? No, someone sent him the video and he looked at it. And then that's when he got enraged, kind of upset and they got in, involved into it. So the guy he's talking about is, um, the, I guess, the representative for a group called um, uh, Rescue Inc., yeah. I-N-K. And they very much give a good fellas. They're like this good fellas version of a uh, animal abuse rescue group. They had a TV show. I don't know if it was an internet show or a TV TV show. Oh yeah, I couldn't tell. But basically, they they really care about abused animals, and they he says they go to whatever extreme they need to go to within the law. To help save these animals. We have to punch him in the face. We punch him in the face. Hey. It's not how he sounds at all. But basically he's given like this tough guy kind of persona. And you can tell that he is dead serious about saving these animals. We're going to save the animals. So he sees that video. He gets in touch with his sister who's um, a psychologist who also studied forensic psychology. And she tells him this is somebody who's going to keep putting stuff like this out there because they want the attention. And eventually they're going to move to human beings. It's a matter of time before it escalates. And the group is aware of this as well. And once they figure out who this person is, they realize it's a guy named Luca Magnata. They try to get the police involved. But the police are like, there's not a whole lot we can do. We can do. So the ink guy puts out like a reward mm-hmm. and the internet nerds uh john and diana 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 go you know what this is not going to be good because now you're just going to have a bunch of people flooding this with information well because so they, they said it was both good and bad yeah. at the same time it'd be more eyes out there but also flood of information so eventually they thought they tracked this guy down to to south africa somebody down that way decided to take up the mantle of like, yes, I'm Luca Magnata, the guy behind these videos. He wasn't the guy behind the videos. And you know how the internet goes. They, when they, when they start trolling, they troll. And this guy who was internet troll himself was suffering from depression and he ended up killing himself. Part of me wonders if he just wanted, if he wanted this to go out. Because he's an internet troll. He would know that this is going to be the reaction. It wouldn't be positive. Mm, that's good. That's a good question. I don't know. But this poor man uh, this takes his life. And that's the last we hear from the American, or I call them the American Ink Group. That's not their name. Uh, Animal <laughs> Rescue Inc. 
I don't know. I just like I just like his biker vest. But that's all we hear of him. Like after they did all of that, and unfortunately, it's the wrong person. Nothing, and it gets quiet for the group too. Like they don't. There's nothing else for them to really go on until another kitty video comes out, and that brings us into episode three. I want to say episode one well, was was them finding the video, us meeting the group that was trying to take that person down. Episode two was them identifying who it was after the mistaken identity situation and. And, and him actually escalating and then killing someone. Oh, yeah, that was in the second episode. He ended up killing this uh, Asian guy named John Lin or Jin Lin? John Lin. John Lin. No, John. J-U-N. John Lin. No, no Johns. John Lin. Yeah. Okay. But he put, so he put out three kitty death videos in the process and then moved to murder of a person. And a dog. He also murders a dog in the video. At the same time, too. Yeah, in that same video. So now in episode three, we go to him being on a run and them trying to catch him. So when he, unfortunately, when he murders this man, of course, there's tons of CCTV everywhere that's picked up the whereabouts. So basically, they track him down to Canada. He's in Canada. If we didn't mention that. The Facebook group tracked him down to Canada. Tracked him down to Canada. We didn't mention he was in Toronto, Canada. Okay. <laughs> You're like, and that's all I have to say. What else happened, Joe? <laughs> so, yes, the Facebook group has been keeping track of Luca at this time because they know he's behind the cat videos, mm-hmm. but they can't get the police to do anything about it. Even though they have all this evidence. The evidence they have is his whereabouts and, like, timestamps and who would be in the video but either the police do not care about these animals being murdered and it being posted to the web. Well, I think that's what it was. They did not care about these animals being murdered and it being posted to the web. So um, when this poor man gets murdered, a video goes out again and the group knows that this is Luca. And it had been quiet for a little bit, but now they're all back in gear and they're like, we told the police beforehand that this was going to escalate and now it's escalated essentially and eventually the police starts working with them or they start working with the police a little it takes a second because at first the police didn't believe them that this was tied to the same murder but then when they find out that the video has gone onto the internet then they're like oh no because they had a videotape the police got a vhs tape okay yeah so but like it's just it's it's terrifying you they show clips of the video you see a a guy going over to another guy that's laid out on the bed who's tied up to the bed there's a big poster of Casablanca right above them and then apparently we get a description of what else happens in the video with Luca apparently straddling this dude and just stabbing him multiple times then he goes on the run like after all of that and they start doing their investigation the only reason they even start it takes a minute for them to even start the investigation first of all because uh the person that luca murders has to be uh notified as lost or not lost missing missing basically he's got a best john lund had a best friend who was out there who hadn't heard from him in a few days and was like that's a little weird for my friend usually he talks to us all the time we went to go see his friend at his apartment. And he would never leave his cats too long by themselves. They were his babies. The best friend says he noticed that the cats were like, they were beyond hungry, meaning nobody had gone to the apartment in a couple days. So he called the police immediately and the police were like, oh, well, 
you know what? We got some questions for you because the police found a dismembered body in a suitcase at the trash. So now they find all that evidence. Now they're starting to look for this guy because now they believe that it's Luca. So How now, did they tie the CCTV stuff to Jun Lun? Was my question. How did they even know to look at that video? Because they were looking at um, where they found where they found the body at. They started looking at video cameras. Okay, and they noticed that that guy was yeah. Around so there. they noticed this guy going in the garbage can around like two thirty in the morning, dumping stuff in. Okay. So then they was like, "Oh, this got to be our guy." So and then, then first he sent like a head or something to like the. He, he dismembered the body and he was trying to send the head the hands and the feet to um political offices yeah. and schools yeah so he sent one of the head to like the uh well, i forgot what 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 went to uh i guess one of the parliament things or whatever okay so when they found that they did a cctv search of where the where he mailed it from? Okay, they saw his face there, and they do like, oh, that's the same dude that was in the garbage can two thirty in the morning. Okay, at the at the apartments. other place, yeah. Right. So then they started using the cameras to piece together, and that's when they saw him coming with the Asian guy, John Lin. John Lin. So that's uh, how they started piecing every, uh, like they used cameras and stuff to really pretty much track this dude down in the internet because well, that's all they really had. Then they figure out the Facebook group is tied to this. And then they start asking the Facebook group for assistance and they get even more information in that the Facebook group was able to track down that this guy, Luca, posted a Craigslist ad to even get John Lund over to him in the first place. And to get a dog. And to get it and to get the puppy. Um, the Facebook group believes that Luca murdered this puppy as like an F you to them because they were never able to get police involved to stop him from murdering the kittens. Um, I don't know about that. I think he's just disturbed. But anyway, so all of this is going on. Now the Facebook group is like working with the police. They're all trying to work together to figure out what Luca's next move is because it's been a couple of days since the dismemberment of this body and he could be anywhere at this point. So he ends up getting on a plane and going to France. How they figure out he was going to France? Because apparently Luca was loved watching movies because... As a kid, he was bullied. We find out in the third, third episode. episode that he was bullied as a child. Because that's when his mom actually makes an entrance into the documentary. Uh. And she said he sat there and watched old movies like Casablanca, Basic Instinct, mm-hmm. all these different types of movies. And he loved like Leonardo DiCaprio, Hungry uh, Bogart, all these other old... She, he liked Catch Me If You Can. He liked Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Can, yeah. That movie is about a guy who is escaping the FBI on a regular basis and kidnapping planes. So, um, but the only reason they tied in the movie thing was because the internet group noticed yeah. that there was a pattern of him tying in a lot of movie things with what he's doing. And they remembered that Casablanca poster and they're like, maybe Paris, France. And then the police also put together that they saw that Casablanca poster in the trash. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, it's, it's, it's something for us to check out. Turns out it's the right thing to check out because he is in France. So they start tracking with France. They get to France. They get to the hotel he's in, but he's already left that hotel. So now he's basically just on the move in France. 
Wandering around. Wandering around. They get sightings of him here and there, but they can never catch him. But also at this time, the media is fully aware of this active investigation and saying everything about what's going on in this investigation at all times. It's like a 24-hour news cycle. they're literally helping him stay one step ahead of the police. So then somehow he makes his way to Germany. Yes. And then Germany is where he gets caught because for some reason he decides to go to the internet cafe. It wasn't some reason. He wanted to check to see what, because he, the way the documentary paints it is that he was doing a lot of this for notoriety. He wanted the attention of everybody trying to get him but not succeeding. He goes to this internet cafe to check to see what's going on so far with his own active investigation, which was his downfall. He gets recognized by the guy who owns the cafe. And the guy calls the local police. I don't know if they well, took the time to dress up and he didn't call them. He uniforms. was he went outside and just flagged down the police or uh-huh. whatever. And then they came and he let him know, hey, the guy that you're looking for, or this guy who's been killed, the internet killer, mm-hmm. inter- international killer, is here. He's known as the butcher. The butcher is right there at a computer, right up the steps. But so what? They turned around and got all into uniform. I think they were already. That's how they normally dress. Wow. It can be. They're so- in like. Full military-looking uniform. Yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's a police in uh, Berlin? Ger- Berlin or Germany dress. They dress in, like, They got fatigues. fatigues. They got berets. Berets. So, that's I guess that's how they dress. So, I guess he got some other people on, and they got a group together, and they came in, and they arrested him, and they ended up having to fly him back on a Canadian military jet. Because none plane. of the commercial airlines wanted to, you know, be the host of bringing a murderer to a trial. So he gets back, they're interrogating him, and he's pretty much kind of doing the scene from Basic Instinct. Well, we find that out later. At first, it just looks like he's very, they keep saying he looks so vulnerable, and he's just so quiet and so polite, and he is. He's not at all like this loud, you know, what not bogadacious. He's maybe (laughs) 140 pounds soaking wet. He just, he doesn't look like the same person that they had been dealing with when they Mm -hmm. were chasing him. At all. And then that's when we get introduced to his mother, who sheds a lot more light about what's going on with him. And she talks about him being bullied as a kid, about how he used to be by himself and just watch these movies nonstop. She also talks about the fact that she was aware of the kitty videos that had been posted with him, but that she fully 110% believes her son that he was put up to those acts by a person named Manny Lopez. A Hispanic man named Manny Men. What? Manny what? Lopez. Manny Lopez. Oh my goodness. Again, when you're watching this, even though we're spoiling everything about it, they don't mention this next party until the very end of the docuseries. So you're like, Manny Lopez, what are you even talking? And according to the mom in her conversations with her son, Luca, all of the bad things he's been doing has been because he's gotten involved with a man named Manny Lopez who's forcing him to do these things. First of all, it turns out he's a, a, a escort. He, he starts esco- do, doing escort services. When he wasn't able to get his modeling career and his acting career off the ground, he decided to do escort servicing. And apparently d- through this escort servicing, he met somebody named Manny Lopez. Manny Lopez. Who beat him up, raped him, and forces him to do bad things. But he also had... The other thing that blew my mind was that apparently at some point he went to a lawyer who may or may not look like Kirk Douglas and had all of this evidence that showed that he was beat up, 
He had police reports about how he got left stranded and was just like viciously beaten. What's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie he liked so catch much? Me as he, catch Me If You Can. It was like Catch Me If You Can meets Basic Instinct meets Thin Line Between Love and Hate. It was. And it, so he's talked to another lawyer. This is prior to all his other stuff. This is like right after the second Kitty video where he paints this picture that there's a person named Manny Lopez who's been trying to control him. And you're like, okay. But then he just kind of goes off grid and he doesn't talk to that lawyer anymore. And then we get ba- pulled back into what's, you know, currently quote unquote happening with the docuseries, which is him being interrogated by Canadian police about his, about the murder of Jun Lin and the mom, his mom being like, he didn't murder Jun Lin. Manny Lopez did. And she paints this picture that Manny Lopez was having constant phone communication with her son and a wanted him to get a puppy and John Lynn. He wanted uh, her son to videotape himself having sex with John Lynn and videotape himself murdering John Lynn. And apparent, according to her, that's what her son had to do. And then he had to drop off the tape to Manny who was waiting in a black sedan outside of the apartment complex. So here comes the internet nerds to the rescue again. They'd be like, they put together Manny Lopez. That sounds like one of his aliases. So they started going through all the information they had saved up with him and they found something. Then it was like, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. So they go click on and rent the movie Basic Instinct and they go, holy crap. The murder that he committed is just like the first scene in Basic Instinct when Sharon Stone kills her boyfriend who name ends up being Manny something. It's very similar. It's her, you know, in the throes of passion with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's tied up just like Jun Lin was tied up. She starts stabbing him with an ice pick, which is the name of the video he posted. It's called a lunatic and an ice pick. And it's just, and, um, but it, he like basically reenacted that entire scene with Jun Lin. And then when we're watching the interrogation, the docuseries frames that whole interrogation scene as him acting out a scene from Basic Instinct, asking for the cigarette, crossing his legs. But I've seen Basic Instinct, and those are like small elements of whatever happens in that scene. But yeah, but she didn't ask for a cigarette. She had a, she already had a cigarette on her, right? No, she asked for a cigarette. That uh, was part of the thing. I didn't watch that much. Interesting. But so, but it looks like he is trying to reenact this scene. Then they bring in, uh, for part of his defense, they brought in another psychologist to see if they could essentially see if they could come up with some sort of defense for him um, so that he wouldn't be charged with this, you know, this huge crime and they couldn't find anything essentially is what happened. So he tells them about Manny Lopez, but they can't find that Manny Lopez actually exists. He talks about this person being outside of the apartment, doing this, doing that. But in the police investigation, none of that exists. And these CCTV cameras show that none of that exists. And then it's speculated that he might be dealing with like some mental health issues. The funny thing about it is you can't do that in America, in the States, because 90% of our cameras don't even goddamn work. So that's why you can't go from camera to camera. Because if you go to a lot of business, it's like you got camera footage, nada, that's just there. Listen, that interrogation was the nicest interrogation I have ever seen. They were just like, how are you doing? Are you sleeping well? Are you okay? And he's like, can I get a blanket or a sweater? And they get him a sweater. They give him a cigarette. Because they don't look at 
jail the same way we look at jail it's here. Very interesting. But you, so now you have these two ideas, though. You've got the internet group and the police believing that this man is a cold-blooded killer who went out of his way to do all of this to gain notoriety, a la Jack the Ripper style. And then you have his mother and probably him who believe that none of this is his action or his doing. It's another party's doing. I think that's his mom's feeling. I think he knew he he did it. I tend to think that he is he has the mental health issue. I don't think he does. Okay. I mean, that's up to you. I don't think he does. <sighs> that's up to you. I I wouldn't I I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out that he was dealing with a personality disorder of some can, sort. Can people just be bad? They're just can we just be b- bad people? You can be bad people. You he's can also just be, a bad person. You can be bad people with mental health issues also. Whatever. I just think he's a bad person. Listen, I'm just saying the way that they talked about how polar opposite his attitude was versus this other persona that they had been following. It sounds like schizophrenia. Sure. Yeah. Some. Yeah, I guess. And in, and then, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how to give a clinical di- diagnosis of that. But hallucinations is, is part of it. Like fully believing you're seeing and talking to somebody else is part of it. So the documentary is about to end. All of a sudden, Diana. Diana you don't know. How do you not know her name, Calvin? We Diana, have said it six times. Diana, Diana. None of those names. What's her name? Deanna. Deanna. I don't want to remember that stupid name. Anywho. We see her meet John Green in person for the first time ever. And then... This heifer gets on TV and talks about maybe we gave him too much. Okay, yeah. Maybe we gave him too much uh, attention. That's why he's kind of started doing this. And then maybe you guys shouldn't be watching the documentary. You're still giving him too much attention. Your explanation of that end scene is so interesting. And then you should we should turn it off. I'm like, bitch, you should have told me that 20 minutes ago. The lead up is that it's her discussing in the aftermath of everything how she kind of blames herself for some of what happened, for some of what transpired, including the loss of Jen Lin. And how her working through that is her also questioning, would it have gone that far if we had ignored the videos? If we had ignored that first video and not done everything else that we had done, would it have even escalated? And then she turns to the camera and is like, are you also part of what's pushing all of this forward? Are you also part of the problem of like in- increasing the attention and the notoriety because of your interest in this? And then they end it. No, she shouldn't. That, that pissed me off. <laughs> if that was the case, she shouldn't have done the documentary. I'm just saying the producers for sure told her to look into the camera and say all of this as Whatever. well. Now, was it disjointed? 110%. It was a random like, and this is the lesson we're trying to teach you guys. It was very weird. Any Houdini, what'd you think of the documentary? I was not expecting it to take the turns it took. Yeah, it at went, all. It went dark really fast. At all. I thought this was going to be a, a documentary about idiots who were torturing cats and people who were stopping them. That's what I thought this was going to be about. But it was not. I figured it'd get dark but i didn't think it was go that direction it of killing is. a human being i thought it would have been like oh now this dude is killing dogs and stuff and now god damn it you can kill cats but the the devil will we will get you if you kill dogs 
the, the way that that inspects the he inspector did end up killing the dog by the way the inspector so. talks about the murder of Jen Lin but she breaks down when she talks about the murder of the puppy like that was a that was a bridge too far yeah the puppy was was we got her choked up but I'm I like, but also, I also can kind of understand that because it's an it's it's an innocent creature it's an innocent human innocent beings creature. are innocent human beings are absolutely innocent but I in the eyes of like personage especially if you're a homicide detective i think you get used to like human nature doing that but ever the introduction of a puppy or a kitten is when it's like too much which is why though that facebook group got involved that was too much for me it looked like there was a bunch of people that had too much time on their goddamn hands well but thank goodness they did because they helped to stop what was going on it was just but it was a good documentary i enjoyed it it was dark, but saying that too, I was like, "God, I'd have, I'd have been one of the people that just gave up after the first day." I'm like, "Well, couldn't find him." Eh. Eh. <laughs> moving on. It's fucked up, but anywho, yeah, moving on. I need to look up these uh, instructions for this video game. <laughs> Can't beat this part right here. This I need to look up. Huh. How to make uh, Chick Fil A nuggets? That's, Let's see for that recipe. Look for the recipe. Interesting. But so if you are into like the true crime documentaries and you haven't seen this, it's, I think it's worth a check out. It's, it's not super long, three whole episodes. There may be 45 minutes to an hour each. It's a, it's a, it's honestly a quick watch. Wordle, Quirtle, all this other stuff I could be doing. All right. Instead of tracking down dude that killed animals. Oh my goodness. you guys know that we have an email account email address is we like that d-a-t podcast at gmail.com yes we like that podcast at gmail.com go ahead and hit us up with what you are watching and see if we like that because we might like that we really might and we'd love to hear from you now what do you guys been waiting for Lock. Okay. We've been watching the soft rock documentary. Life, life after lock up. Okay. Wow. What do you want to talk about first, Calvin? Scared you, didn't I? You did. Let's get it on. To the break of dawn. What do you want to talk about first? Whoever you got on the list first. Um, Let's knock out the boring couples first. Brittany and Marcelino. What do you think? Boring. I just want to marry you again and show you that I am still in love with you. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's the whole storyline. All right. Next couple. Sarah, Sean, and Anthony. But no Sean. It was just Sarah, Anthony, and Abby today. I want to meet my daughter. Abby, I'm your father. And pretty much that's what happened. <laughs> she laughed, cried her way through she it. She did laugh, cry her way through that. I'm sure this poor girl felt so fuck- freaking awkward. Also, the cameras are right there. Like, the, it's a lot to absorb at one time. She's going to be a little serial killer. I hope not. Yes. She's adorable. She'd be the most adorable serial killer. Um, Whatever. But Sarah does bring up, she wonders how it's going to work with Sean and Anthony. 
I think she's trying to secure that next storyline. How's a guy who doesn't want to raise his own kids going to try to raise somebody else's kids? You know what? That goes to both of those guys. What were you talking about? That works for Anthony and Sean. What were you talking about? Anthony's not trying to raise his kids. Anthony's not trying to raise his kids? No, Anthony's not trying to raise someone else's kids. kids. Yeah. Kind of. He no Abby is nine. He hasn't been in her life at all. But that's his kid. Okay. I'm just saying at this point, for Abby, Sean's been there longer. He's been there for three years. Okay. Three years versus zero. I'm just saying. You can be there and not be there at the same damn time. Okay. She so, didn't even know Anthony was her dad until just now. Because the world just told her Anthony was her dad. Okay. I'm just saying. Well, she learned it on national TV. Okay, well, whatever it's called. Streaming? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Well, I think they're just trying to secure their next storyline. So, we'll see. What? They, a a storyline with a dude who's not emotional? Oh, you talking about Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They did it with this oh, one? so they're going to fight. So, him and... uh thing is going to eventually fight. I feel like that's going to be the saddest fight. Anyway. Sure. Anyway. Um, Next! Speaking of fights, let's talk about Amber and Puppy. Oh. Amber, okay, okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm very confused about Amber's situation right now. Why is that? Be- In my opinion, it sounded like she was making up a lot of things at one time to justify why she felt TC was the one completely in the wrong. She didn't really take a lot of ownership to what TC was telling her, in my opinion. What did you think? What did you expect her to do? Hmm? What did you expect her to do? She kept saying she wanted him to talk. She wanted open communication. She wanted to go over her abortion, her feelings about the abortion, and her feelings about how he handled it afterwards and tc i mean he didn't give her the answer she wanted but he was i thought he was very honest in him saying how he does not know how to handle that he doesn't know how to talk about that and he's not sure how to even approach it and she was she just got madder and madder and then all of a sudden she's telling us that tc told her she wasn't attractive he's telling her that he got her pregnant on purpose like it was like, whoa, wow, wow, oh, okay, interesting. So, would you expect a person who who doesn't know how to show somebody else how to show their feelings, and a person who doesn't know how to show his feelings, what what, is, what do you think she was supposed to do? What do you, what I think Amber was supposed to do? Yeah. Say, let's go, let's go to canceling. Let's go to canceling. Let's talk to somebody because clearly there's a miscommunication that we can't get over. Clearly. You are talking to me about my drinking issues. I feel like you're bringing that out of left field for whatever, because I don't want to admit that I have drinking issues, even though you're not the only person who's told me this. Like, like counseling. Let's do some counseling. But, but no. Or maybe she feels the reason she's drinking is because of him. That is what she tried to pivot to say. She's saying the reason she's doing all that drinking was coping. Coping to get through her feelings about the abortion and th- how she feels TC mishandled it. No, I think she drinks because of him. That's why she thinks that. So that's why she's like, maybe if we fix us, I won't drink anymore. So I'm going to give you this. Do you remember when we first met Amber and Puppy? Sure. It's not a secret Amber likes to drink. It's not. Well, technically, it was the one 
puppy was the one drowning herself in pools. <laughs> True. But remember, she Amber got like super drunk after they went to that club with her friends for the first time. And she was like flirting with puppy. And we were like, oh, okay, maybe they. Was that really flirting on what she really wanted to do? I mean, really, what she really wanted to do. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think TC is this catalyst that made her drink, in my opinion. I just think she doesn't know how to handle a person who tells her, uh, honestly tells her, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So the only thing she can do in her mind is leave. But, but also blame him. Like she threw him under the bus. What you expect her to do? Take ownership? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause so they have that, remember they have that whole conversation in the morning where it's TC telling her, I'm not, I'm not sure how to approach this. I'm really not, but I do love you. Yada, yada, yada. And then. Then he told her to go work out cause you look fat. No, that was a, that was a clip from another scene. That was before she went to the gym for the first time. Remember? Okay. Okay. But, um. I know that was, I'm just saying. It, Apparently at some point in time during that day, he said that to her. What, what confused me was when Amber was like, TC's only bringing up my drinking to distract from him handling the abortion bad. And I was like, is he? Because Puppy also said you drink it a lot. Your mom and dad said you drink it a lot. That's why they didn't give you the money for the restaurant. They didn't want you to be around all the all those drinks. Many, but all of her family and her friends are like 110% on her side. And they're like, TC's trash. You need to leave. He's garbage. Blah, 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 blah. So much so that when she finally decides that she needs to leave him, which depending on how this was edited or maybe this really was random and out the blue. She just like up and goes. She starts putting post-it notes on stuff. She says it's hers. She gets her friends together, which is queen puppy, three random white guys. And she just starts taking huge appliances and leaves. What'd you expect her to do? Where is she going to put these appliances? I don't, uh, uh, at Queen's house. Queen's house is not that big. Queen's, Queen's, ha Queen's has a, has a mansion. Apparently so. She's yeah. got all these separate rooms. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what you expected her to do. I'm not saying I expected any particular thing out of Amber. I just thought it was interesting that she said she wanted all this communication. TC actually gives her communication. You have a and person. And she's like, no, it's not good communication. You you have a person who really doesn't know what communication means. Mm. So now a person is communicating to them that I don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. I, uh, I just found that interesting. I'm not saying that they were a couple that needed to make it because I don't, I don't think so. I felt like she jumped into this relationship with TC very quickly and was like, he's the end all be all very fast. She jumped in, into that relationship to quelch what she really wants to do, which is, I think, be with Puppy. Just be with Puppy at this point. Is it worth it? Is it worth your mental sanity? I guess so, because I guess she said to her mom, what we do in jail stays in jail. And Puppy's like, nah, I thought we were just going to continue this when we got out. On, on, to, on Puppy's defense, I would be confused too, because Amber stays in her life. Like, she stays a pivotal person in her life. That's why they have the fights that they have when they're both with their significant others. Because Amber also wants to be a priority. And it's like, if we're friends and not romantic partners, I'm not understanding what you want from me. But what? Meh. But I also really liked uh, Queenie coming for Puppy and telling her she wants that rent. And that Puppy needs to sell her things. The rent do mother... 
I did love that. I did love Puppy being like, what? She's like, I'm going to get a job. She's like, great. And then while you're working on that job, go ahead and sell somebody's shoes and somebody's clothes that you don't need because we don't got the space anyway and get me this rent. How about that? It was too funny. I want to see TC put his zombie training to use now since all these people are in his house. Honestly, I feel bad for TC. I feel, I feel bad for this man. Why? Because I feel like he's in a no-win situation right now. He's in a can't-win situation, period. That he put himself in. Agreed. He did. And two, if you're a grown-ass man who can't buy anything... When the person who has everything leaves, what you expect? You're going to have an empty house. That also makes me question things. Didn't Amber say she does not have a job? I don't know. Amber, at the beginning of this season, said that she did not work. Sounds like no one works and everybody has money in this show. <laughs> if you ask me. She said she did not work because TC wanted her home. So I'm glad, So I'm trying to figure out how she simultaneously doesn't work, but also bought all this stuff and got it put in her name. She got out of prison not that long ago. How she, she built up enough credit to do all of this? She did it with magic. Magics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, magics will do it for you every time. I mean, yeah. Abracadabra harumph. <laughs> but basically, that's what's happening with Amber Puppy and that whole situation. It looks like Amber and Puppy are going to be living under the same roof. So do you think something might kick off? Or do you think Amber's in too much of a negative space to even go there? They're both single right now. They're under the same roof. No. You don't think nothing's going to happen? Unless Amber's going to stay really drunk there. Well, she does have that drinking issue. Which the mean old queen is not going to let that happen. I don't know. She was supportive of them. She was supportive of them as a couple when they were in jail. Queen looks like when she gets in fights, she bites. So I don't think... She's going to let that go down under it, her watch. She's going to be like, y'all can't hook up while here. No, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be, hey, we got rules and regulations. That's this safe house. Not rules and regulations. Oh, whatever house they call it when you get out of jail and you go. Okay. At this group home, we got rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. So Halfway house. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, anything else you want to add to, for that couple? Not even. Okay. Let's talk about Eris and Cameron. Oh, in this my opinion, is going to be great. In my opinion, Eris is fucking up hard, but you disagree, so that's okay. I think both of them are messing up. Both of them? How's Cam messing up? They both have issues with telling if they people's stuff. They both do. Dude, it's okay to lie every once in a while. The lying's not hurting anybody. She's sick. She doesn't feel well. She doesn't want to come to the function because she's sick. That's all he had to say. I feel like you don't remember the full story of why she didn't go to that function. She was sick, too. She was throwing up earlier. She was in bed the whole time. No, she wasn't. She was in bed. No, she wasn't. Remember, she left. Huh. So I shouldn't lie no more? I shouldn't lie no more? Yeah. What? I'm just saying. What? You're saying he shouldn't lie no more. Well, what? He's not lying now. That was all he had to do was say, <laughs> hey, she's sick. She's feeling under the weather. That's why she didn't come. Is that so hard to say? Uh, uh, and two, I don't think you understand the differences. Uh, it's, oh, it's easy for dudes to be 
to get to know the other side of the family because all they got to do is really worry about the dad. If the dad's cool, then you're kind of fine. Even if the dad's not cool, it's not like anything's really going to happen. Whereas the female, if there's a lot of other females, is pretty much going to kind of walk through hell and gasoline draws to get their approval. So that being said, he should have just lied for that one time. Okay. That's all he had to say. Because no matter if she came, they still would have had some type of animosity towards her because she's taking him away. No matter where you look at it, she's going to be the loser. So all he had to do was said one little white lie. It would have been okay. Now, I would agree with you. He's handling it more maturely than she is. But he could have just said that one little white lie. So basically, the Eris and Cameron storyline is Eris trying to tell her dad that she's pregnant on top of her knowing that her dad feels a way about her and Cam getting married as quickly as they did. Uh, the way Eris frames it is that Cameron is the bad guy that's, entirely and for that's why her dad is and that's the, the problem that he does. And I would say that because in that same vein, I don't think Cam has framed Eris in the same way with his family. Because there was even that point where he's talking to his sisters about feeling a way about what Eris telling him that he needed a job. And his sisters took Eris aside. So, okay. I mean, yes, she did not show up to that one function. And he did say, oh, she just, she just don't want to come. Because like she don't want to be, she don't be, she don't want to be around y'all. And That's the, literally what he said. And the show is trying to hype up that there might be some discord. But we both know that the sisters don't see her the same way Eris's dad sees Cameron. Like, those aren't the same contexts. Eris's dad, Minister Marvin Winans, is jilted. That's all. Right, he but... He will get over it eventually. But Cam came into that situation already, <clears throat> like, down. And Eris came into the situation with the sisters actually on a high note. They all got along, and then she didn't want to come to that party because she said she was sick, even though she leaves that hotel room later to go do things. But um, but she also said she just did not want to go. I I feel I find I feel like you forgot that part too. And let's not act like she knew where the hell he was. She was still walking around drunk somewhere. She didn't know where he was. What are you talking about? Okay, now we're gonna forget that this fool was falling upstairs and stuff. She and he can't. No, she got mad because he came home gone. Gone. He came back to the hotel. Gone. He was gone longer than what she thought he would be gone. What's that got to do with how she is reflected in his family? I think you just don't like Cam. And that's okay. You don't got to like Cam. Oh, I don't have a problem. I think he's doing the best, the best out of all the guys. Okay. Actually. I, I'm just saying, in my opinion, the way Eris was talking about Cam's family, she wants him to take her family very seriously and make it a priority. But it's not the other way around. It With Cam telling her that he wanted her to, like, apologize or at least make nice with his sisters, her whole attitude was, like, sure to his face. And then in her confessional, she was like, fuck these girls. Like, I don't <laughs> We don't live near them. They're here to visit. It doesn't matter. I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Interesting. I said he's the more adult about it. Interesting. Also, she decides to tell her father she's pregnant and not let Cam know that she told his father, told her father that she's pregnant. And I'm not sure why 
that is. That's her problem, too. She likes to leave details, and then when he finds out and he blows up, try to make it like his. it's his fault. No, it's your fault. It's very She doesn't take ownership of the information that she leaves out or doesn't tell anybody. And then when it gets back, she acts like she doesn't know why he's upset. It's very interesting. And honestly, I thought even though her father did feel a way about how they got together, I felt like he... He really heard Cam out. Like, he really was patient with that. Her father doesn't care because there's nothing he can do. Well, he knows there's nothing he can do, but he still could have made it way worse, and he didn't. It's not going to change anything. I think her father knows it's what's done is done. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on. Interesting. I also didn't know Eris' dad had done time. He talked about how he was in jail twice. He was an ex-pimp he and a heroin dealer. How do you know? I don't even know if maybe he was gang-affiliated. He also... Stole, I don't know. I probably, I made all that up. I don't know what he did to go to jail. <laughs> probably was writing bad checks. Who knows? Bad checks. Yeah. But yeah, so that's really what's the cliffhanger with Eris and Cameron is that his sisters are coming soon for a visit. Uh, his sisters aren't aware that Eris is pregnant. So I guess it's going to be like a surprise situation. And sure, there's going to be fallout because she's going to have to say that she already told her dad. So it's a matter of time. And then he's going to find out his dad don't go for that. No, no. Okay. No can do. So you want to do Derek and Monique or Taylor and Chance next? Who you want to save for last? We can do Derek and Monique. All right. Go ahead and kick us off. What did you think of Derek and Monique's storyline? It was stupid. Well, that's it? All right. Next couple. Yeah. Stupid. She's getting mad on picture because the picture's on his phone. Are you going to explain what happened with this couple? No? I don't remember what happened. Oh All I know is pictures on the phone. We pick up with Derek and Monique. Um, it's right after the whole knock at the door. We the Previously, last episode, Derek's sisters are there and her friend. And they're giving Derek a hard time. And, she, and then there's another knock on the door. And Derek's like, is it my sisters? And her sisters are also like, is it Derek's sisters? Which I can't see them buying a ticket to fly out there to just to cause trouble. But whatever. We find out it's not. It's more of Monique's sisters and her godmother. Monique has a lot of sisters. So they all come in. So it's all Team Monique in her house plus Derek. And they waste zero time going in on Derek immediately. Saying he ain't shit. He's dragging their they're drag he's dragging Monique down with him, not treating her right. Why is he here? Like really laying in to Derek. And I'm over here like, Monique's the one who's still with him. We yelling at the wrong person. I'm confused right now. I'm confused what you think is going to happen. You think they're gonna be like, You're right, let me break up with her right now in front of y'all. What do you, what was gonna happen? Well, they were going off Patron, so when you're on Patron Everything sounds intelligent that comes out your mouth. It was just, and then Monique not saying anything. She's just watching them yell at him about everything. She's kind of been saying that he cheated. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And this goes to why are you telling your family members everything in your business, all your business, and then you never tell them that you make up? Or the, what the positives are. Like, is there no positives? Like, okay, I'm confused. But also, I don't understand. So I, I get. Monique liking the attention. This puts her in the center of attention by doing it this way, by having her talk about all of the drama that's happening in her relationship with her friends and family. It makes her like the the one focus that they're all talking about. And in a in its own way, it's an attention that she can like feed off of. 
Is it a healthy attention? It's not. But it makes her like the the priority for the moment, essentially. Then Derek's phone goes off. In the midst of him trying to explain why he was cheating or his reasonings behind cheating on Monique, his phone goes off. This idiot. Okay. If you have a phone that's active, let's say your phone rings a lot. You know your things your phone goes ding ding and rings a lot. If you're gonna be in alliance then with your significant other's family, and you know there's a chance that some hood witch or some hood rat is gonna call your phone, or one of the many scantily clad women that you talk to is gonna call your phone, maybe you should just turn it off. It's very confusing. Oh, put it on vibrate. So I'm wondering, did he leave it on in case his parole officer was calling him, his PO? Because they did make a show of showing like he would that the PO was going to call him while he was out there. Vibrate. You would still know you're saying vibrate. Okay. I also wonder if it was for the show. Was the show like you know it'd be really funny? What if your phone went off? Either way, uh, Monique's like, I want to see your phone. Her whole family is there to back her up. So they managed to wrestle Derek's phone away from him. He, this fool tries to run away in the house. Doesn't work. They wrestle the phone away from him. Grimace snatches the phone out of his hands. And, and Monique runs into the bathroom to check to see what's going on. We get to see text messages where Derek is texting another woman and is like, will you be my porn star? Don't talk to me if you're not gonna be. And it's the woman saying like, I'm not doing it for a single night. Yada, blah, blah, blah. Like flirty, sexy texts to each other. And Monique is upset. Then she finds out that this might be the bottle girl from the night before. Because they in the other episode, they went to a club. They went to a very sad VIP section where it was just them. And she's like, maybe it's that. So then she's back with her family, back in her kitchen. And the family's like, call the girl. Which I think is the dumbest idea, but whatever. So she calls the girl. And as the girl picks up and is like, hello. And Monique immediately is like, how you know Derek? Like immediately off rip. And this girl's like, Can I who? get some context, bitch? <laughs> this girl's like, who? What are you talking about? And it's just Monique going in on this girl, asking her how she knows Derek. It turns out this girl apparently is out of Georgia and is a bottle service girl in Georgia. And she's only been talking to Derek for promotion. Which is also weird because the text messages, what the text messages don't make sense for it to be promotion material. Thirdly, how is Derek in that industry of promotion? Are we supposed to believe that Derek is behind the scenes promoting clubs? Jerome, the whole conversation doesn't make sense. She's in Atlanta, he's in like <laughs> Ohio. Ohio, so the whole conversation doesn't make sense. And a lot, I also don't understand why women would send Derek naked photos of themselves. Is I that- don't understand. Whatever. It's just like going to Pornhub. Going to Pornhub, I get, because it's readily available and you can just click and get what you want. But supposedly, these are women that he's after. Also, he said that he cheated on Monique with like 10 girls. I'm pretty sure all those girls were local. How is he getting them is my question. This dude has no, he doesn't work, like work work at all. He just got out of prison. What is the appeal? What is the allure? He's on TV, Javon. He's on TV now. He wasn't on TV then. Or you're saying they're seeing the cameras following him and they're like, ooh, that's enough. Yes. I'm so confused. 
Monique's upset. Monique's family's like, you should kick Derek out. You're, you're upset about what women do giving dudes who don't deserve what any what? sex sex? I don't know what you just said. You're confused about women giving guys who don't deserve sex sex. No, I'm confused why Monique is under the impression that these women desire Derek in a relationship way. That's what I'm confused about. That's what I'm confused about. Okay. Why does she think these women are after Derek to be in a relationship? Why would that be the immediate idea? I'm confused. Because she doesn't have self-esteem. I have so many, I have thousands of questions. She loves herself too much. Does she love herself too much? Yes. Does she? That's the only explanation. She loves herself too much? Yes. Not that she doesn't love herself enough. She says she has high self-esteem, so I'm assuming she loves herself. Oh, too you're much. right. She did say that. She did. So, say, she did say she has. I'm just going to use her logic. It's mad confusing, and she does kick Derek out, and Derek has to figure out how to get the ring that he was going to propose to her with out of the house, and he does. And we leave it on that cliffhanger. She's like, "Have a good night. Be safe," and kicks him out her house or her her rental Airbnb, whatever this is. It's it's confusing. I also am still confused why her family. Is not yelling at Monique, but whatever. Why are they going to yell at something that's a constant? Exactly. If it's a constant, why are we here? Why do I need to get involved with your significant other who you clearly are never going to leave? Why do I need to get mad at them? That's a waste of my energy. Because you're my family. That's what your job is to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Is it? Yeah. Just like my friend. My bullshit is your bullshit. Your bullshit is my bullshit. I don't know if that's healthy. Anyway. Friends, how many of us have them? Uh, that's friendship. I don't know. That makes no sense. Anyway. But yeah, that's where we leave off with Derek and Monique. And now to Calvin's favorite couple, Taylor and Chance. Do you remember what started with Taylor and Chance? Him drinking and get belligerently drunk. So. And la- meeting some girl last to get belligerently episode. drunk with. Chance was going on about how he needs to get out from under Taylor's thumb because Taylor wants too much of him and is constantly thinking he's cheating just because he doesn't tell her what's going on and disappears for stretches at a time. It's like being in jail. (laughs) It's like being in jail. All of a sudden, she's I just got my freedom. I've been in jail for 19 years. Oh, my God. I don't want to live like I'm in jail anymore. He said a little over a decade. So, but on the other hand, you've got Taylor who just freshly had a baby. She's very insecure about her relationship with Chance uh, she's been screening his phone, so she's seen the text messages of him essentially talking shit about her to his friends, who all happen to be women for whatever reason. So she's feeling a way about that as well. So we pick up with Taylor tracking the, tr- the truck to wherever Chance is taking it, because he told her he was working that day. We all know Chance don't got no job. He still hasn't told Taylor that. And we find Chance at a bar with his friend Tanya, who's a woman. This literally was like a scene out of Cheaters the tv show it didn't make any literally sense we tracked him to a bar there he is with the girl okay you see them that's them right there talking okay <laughs> they're now holding hands okay you want to go in and confront him you sure okay let's go in and confront him okay go listen taylor's sister was not that calm taylor's with her sister who hates chance she hates chance and i honestly can't blame her i really can't because this this fool has come in wrecked house and it's just like, why do you keep coming after me? So 
Taylor's sister is like, we don't even need to do this. You could leave this fool. We don't got to do <laughs> none of this. But Taylor's like, no, I need to see him. So she goes into the bar, sees him having a drink with his friend, who happens to be a woman, immediately starts crying. Chance goes, oh, shit, she's here. And his friend goes, who's here? His friend had just finished talking to Chance about why the hell he would have jumped straight into a relationship and knocked up a girl fresh out of prison. Sounds like to me, he knocked up his first girlfriend and went straight to prison because he didn't want to be around her or the child because he didn't want responsibility. Mm-hmm. So jail was the best way to get away from them. Mm-hmm. Seems like jail is going to be the best way to get away from uh, this one too. It's very interesting. Very crazy. Uh, yeah, so Taylor is crying. She sees what's happening. I'm pretty sure she heard what Tanya was saying about why Chance moved so freaking fast because it didn't sound... The way it was, it made it sound, made it sound like Taylor was like this replaceable, dismissive chick. And so I'm sure that's just adding to her feelings of insecurity on this relationship. Chance tells her not to get it misconstrued, which is not a word. Chance's whole theme in the episode was like, you must not know about me. I can have another you in a minute. He's drunk as hell. Let's also put that out there. He is drunk as heck. Taylor starts crying, she leaves. Chance starts crying, then gets mad. Then you've got Tanya, who's like finding herself in the middle of this. And on the one hand, she's trying to take care of Chance, but she's very hands-on with him. She's like stroking his back and stroking his chest and grabbing his face and saying, hey, I need you to calm down. I need you to listen to me. And and you got Chance actually listening to her. Meanwhile, you've got Taylor taking all of that in, who's like, what the hell's happening? Why is this woman all over him? <laughs> what is going on? Yada, yada, yada. Taylor and Tanya end up talking. Tanya's like, I'm going to go talk to Taylor. And they start talking by themselves. And it's Taylor explaining, like, you know, no offense or anything, but I don't even know who you are. He hasn't really told me about you. Bitch, get your hands off him. That's what happened. And basically, like, I didn't know where he was. He's been disappearing, yada, yada, yada. And Tanya is surprised that Chance has never told her the full story of their friendship. Then Chance just shows up with a bunch of drinks. What was it? Gin? You know what? Tequila? No, Who was it? It was whiskey. You know what? That's why Chance is the man oh in this whole thing. Oh if you God. can go out, you go out in a blaze of glory. This dude gets like five shots, double shots. He's like, you guys going to drink? He's like, we don't want to drink. He's like, I'll drink him. Shit, fuck it. I'll drink him. He's just stuck down in drinks, down in drinks. He's like, you know what? I don't need this. You know what I'm saying? I want my freedom back. You know, you've been a, you've been a thorn in my behind all this time. You and that goddamn baby. <laughs> Get on my nerve. This, this fresh baby. You and all these, your 19 and 16 kids get on my face. And your sister, who I want to punch in the face too. I built her a whole home in a garage. You didn't do that. Did not do two, that. I bought her, I, bought, I, I built her a two-story home garage. Did not. And she didn't want to live there. Did so screw her. Screw her. Did You're it. the reason I don't have the rims of my truck anymore. <laughs> I, I was trying to get my power wash job. Uh, off the ground. Company off the ground and you won't let me be great. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going out and blaze glory. I'm calling my friend. He going to come pick me up and we're just going to go do cocaine somewhere and just pass out holding each other. None of that happened. Kevin just made all of that up. Listen. This dude can walk four feet. He drank. If that was all whiskey, he drank three double shots of whiskey and was on his fourth before Tanya grabbed it and downed it so that he didn't drink anymore. Then this fool goes to the bar to get more drinks, and the bartender has to be like, no, get away, and then go it, away. It turns back into episode cheaters when all the production people come up like, dude, we can't let you drive. I'm going to drive. That's how you, you go out. If you can go out, that's how you go out. Before he jumped in his truck That's how drive, you go out. 
he he has to go outside. You have Taylor telling the in the confessional that t- Chance is technically not supposed to drink any alcohol as part of his parole. Zero alcohol. And we got him on tape drinking well, so much. Well, no one listens to their parole because everybody drinks. Clearly So not. evidently drinking is not a part of your parole. But they're outside and he is screaming about how he can't be controlled. You can't control me. Blah, 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 blah. You blah, can't blah. control the wind. Does the wind ask permission to leave? No. Does the wind ask permission to blow? No, it just blows. Taylor is trying to calm him down and he's just getting angrier. Tanya goes over to calm him down. He gets calm. And Taylor's getting upset. And she calls it out. She's like, why are you being so nice to your friend? And why is she all over you? And you're being so mean and hateful to me. And he's like, my friends are forever. Blah, 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 blah. And just goes in and doesn't make any oh, sense. Oh, man. Tanya, his friend, has to point out that he can't talk any kind of way to Taylor because this girl is also forever. She's forever going to be his baby mama. And they got a kid together, which is also forever. And he goes, oh, you got a point, Tanya. But then goes right back to being hateful and mean. First of all, I don't think that kid says, bum, bum, bum. Who else would it be? I don't know. Let Chance tell it. Oh, my God, Calvin. Why you do this? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Chance is the man. Okay, great. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out like Chance. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Just drunk. Interesting. Just going to get drunk. That's all. He just drank his himself into a stupor. That's literally what he did. Okay. And then he tries to jump in his truck. Production has to be like, you can't drive right now. And he's like, fuck y'all. I can do whatever I want. And they're like, no, not today. <laughs> You're not going to do it today. And then he calls his friend Zach and is like, yo, man, I need an evac immediately. Blah, 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 Like blah, blah, he's blah. in Afghanistan and he's just, what to, I don't know. He... That's like a crazy choice of words. I need to evac. Listen, and then he gets into it with Taylor some more about how, like, if he just, if he, if she just wants to live with her sister, then fine. He's going to leave anyway. She could live with her sister. And then drunkenly stomps off and it very much looks like he's just wandering nowhere. He just wanders away in a drunk walk. And then magically his friend Zach shows up and picks him up. And now they're going to go do cocaine. (laughs) Maybe a little heroin on the side. And Where did Tanya go? She, I heard her say, "I got to get out of this" because it was getting, of course, even more escalated. But then she just disappeared into the ether. Of course, she followed that car. Okay. All right. It's just interesting, and that's where we leave it. We leave it with Taylor still in the parking lot of this bar. Chance gone, and her sobbing with her sister in her vehicle. I don't have nothing to say after that. Interessante. Chaz, Chance is the man. I, I don't understand why you think that's a great His joke. new name is Chance the Man. I don't understand why you think that's a good you joke. You put some respect on his name when you say it. You say Mr. Chance. No. Absolutely I not. I swear you don't say Mr. Chance. I'm going to flip that laptop. I, I, as a black person, I'm not calling no, another white person Mr. Anything. Thank you so much. Wow. That, well, this podcast ended on a dark note. You're, why, you're ending it right now? I don't know. I'm not. I'm gonna, make, I'm, I'm gonna make a song for Chance the Man. I don't understand why you think that's a great joke and why you think Chance is so wonderful. I'm gonna have to ask you a gazillion more questions. He went out in a in a blaze of glory. This dude when in doubt, drink your way out. <laughs> literally, he took the he took the thing. When in doubt, drink your way out. What? He literally drank his way out of that whole thing. Why is that admirable though? I'm not saying it's admirable. 
He went out of Kevin, you're calling him Chance the Man. That's Chance that's man. admiration. That's Chance the Man. That's admiration. Hey, don't tell me the definitions of my thoughts. Okay. Anywho, that was it for 90 Day Fiance, the longest season ever. 90 Day Fiance. This is life after lockup. It's the longest season ever. We still have another episode after this. And it's just gonna get better. I told you the last three episodes are gonna be great. Is it the last? Do we have three? I think. Well, this one, two more. I think we got two more. This is to me. This feels like the longest season ever, and I don't even think this episode was worth it. It was. Things got slammed. People started screaming, pushing, shoving. Awesome. The, the only thing Great that kind of felt or like actually organic was Chance and Taylor's fight. Everything else felt incredibly staged. Monique's whole fight with her family about Derek felt very staged. Uh, Amber and Puppy's whole little thing. Maybe Amber and Puppy's storyline was a little more organic as well with her being like, this is ridiculous. I can't stay here. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe. But the Monique Derek thing felt like it was for huge show. I also find it interesting that they weren't invited to do any more Life After Lockups after this season. Why do you think that was? Because they probably, her whole thing was, but then again, the other two was fixed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just weren't, wasn't good enough TV. I don't know. I think they probably violated an NDA or something because they were doing, they did a full interview tour where they were charging outrageously to be talked to. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But I'm here for all of it. Mm. Yep. He said, yep. (laughs) Thank you for listening to We Like That podcast. We like that. Remember to subscribe, give us five stars, and tune into more chaotic episodes. I'm Javon. I'm Calvin. Until next time. Later, people. Oh, yeah.